Turn with me, please, in the scriptures to Luke, the fifth chapter, and believe with me, please. We've been having healings. Did you know that? We have. I mean, we've had increased testimonies in, uh, well, since the beginning of the year. And uh, the Lord told us that, didn't he? If you were here, he told us that we would have. And uh, it's not that he has changed. It's just our faith is rising. Our faith is rising for healings. You believe that? And the Lord dealt with us. He spoke uh, through me that uh, people would be healed like popcorn popping. You know how that is? You ever popped any popcorn? First you turn the heat on and got to have enough heat up there and then nothing and then nothing and then nothing but you got to just keep the heat coming. Keep the heat coming. And then after a while, what'll happen? Pop. <laughs> when you hear that, what do you know? Get ready. Get ready. What's going to happen next? Pop, pop. Pop, pop, pop. Well, the, the Lord said that to us. There'd be healings like popcorn popping. I believe that. I believe that was the word of the Lord. I believe that's his will. I believe that's something he's emphasizing to us. He hasn't changed. He just uh, has to emphasize things to us occasionally to get us back where we need to be on it. But his will hasn't changed. Thank you Lord for many healings in Branson, in Sarasota, people watching online. The anointing does not get old and the truth does not fade. Somebody could be uh, joining this service. The Lord tears is coming 15 years from now. Is that right? Online on one of our many servers in the uh, Word Production Center and um, maybe listening to it in Korean. Y'all with me so far? And the Spirit of God just come into their apartment. Is that right? And manifest on them as they're sitting there watching it on their TV or their device or their computer screen. And just get in the chair with them and heal them proper. Somebody say, so be it, so be it. And you will have part of the reward. Because you came to the service and didn't stay home or do something else. And you didn't sleep through the service. You helped me believe God for the utterance and the anointing that came out that they received 10, 15 years later. Is that right? This is big stuff. This is big. What God does, it's forever. It's eternal. These times, it's not just going to church and marking the box. I went. These things have to do with kingdom affairs. Glory. So let's release our faith together. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together and ask you for utterance. For the, the exact, precise word and anointing 
that you would say and do right now. Lord, we ask for the moving of your Holy Spirit amongst the people and the working of your holy angels and the manifesting of your holy presence and power. We say, Lord, stretch forth your hand to heal. Hallelujah. And that signs and wonders be done in the name and to the glory. Hallelujah. Of our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We ask it. We believe we receive it. We thank you for it in advance by faith. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. We thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I had the privilege of working in uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr.'s ministry. He, he and Miss Aretha's in heaven now. And uh, at his healing school. And we had in the morning a class that was small just for those believing for themselves. And then in the afternoon it was a larger class that students could come to and anybody could come to. And uh, I remember one day we were in that, one of those smaller classes in the morning. And I uh, was talking about Mark 11, 23 and 24. What things ever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And how that that word receive uh, means take. Believe that you take it. Uh, well, it, it's not see that you take it. It's not feel that you take it. It's what? Believe that you take it. If you saw it and felt it, you wouldn't be believing that you took it. Why do you need to believe you take it? Because you don't see it. You don't feel it, so you are not feeling that you take it. You're not seeing that you take it. You are believing that you take it. And if you believe that you take it, Jesus said, you shall have it. And let's talk about that. And there was a lady just to the right of me, and she raised her hand, and she said, because in those morning classes it was pretty informal, and we told them if they needed to, they could ask a question. And the only people there are people that are believing for themselves. And she said, uh, you mean I just say, I take it, and that's it? I said, yeah, believe you take it, and Jesus said, you have it. She said, hmm. So I just went back to preaching, teaching. Well, at the end of the service, she came up with this big beam on her, on her face. She said, look, look, and she held up this. I said, what? She said, look at these notes. It's pages of notes. I said, okay. And she said, look. Well, I didn't know what she said. She said, I'd had a stroke. Hadn't been able to use this hand for nearly a year. Glory to God. Took all those pages of notes with it. Healed. Just right there. Just like that. No loud organ music. No, no big prayer. Just Didn't the Bible say he said his word and healed them and delivered them? From their destructions, from death. What'd she do? It wasn't that God decided to heal her that morning. Healing had been bought and paid for. Long ago, Jesus took our infirmities, bore our sicknesses, carried our pains. Is that, did he do it? Did he do it? And what'd she do? She just ups and receives it. That morning. Didn't she? And just like that, power pop. Pop, pop. Glory to God. And we're having popping going on in here. And in Sarasota. And online. Popping online. 
I'm listening for some pops online. So we, we can have popping in Germany, and popping in the UK, and popping in Africa, and popping in Central America, and South America, healing pops. Somebody say it's happening. It's happening. Glory to God. Look at at Luke 5 and 15. Luke 5 and 15. It says, but so much the more went there a fame abroad of him. And great multitudes came together to what? They came together to hear. And to be healed by him. Of their infirmities. They didn't just come to be healed. And they didn't come to be healed first. They came to what? Hear. And be healed by him. Of their infirmities. Skip over to the 6th chapter. Luke 6 and 17. Said he came down with them and stood in the plain in the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Zidon, which came to what? To hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Now, we see here it didn't just happen one time. This was an ongoing thing. This is how it worked. And this wasn't just two or three people. These are thousands of people that are coming, and they're coming to what? Not, if they're just coming to get healed, it would have just said they, were come, they came to get healed. But they came to hear and to be healed. To hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And verse 18, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. So whether it was something wrong with you physically or what we'd call, a lot of us, what we'd call mental problems. Hmm? It's the truth. You know, you're never supposed to lose your mind. Never. You're never supposed to have complete nervous and mental breakdowns. Never supposed to happen. In fact, if you read Deuteronomy 28, losing your mind and being distracted and crazed in the wits is part of the curse of the law. We've been redeemed. From the, is that right? We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Jesus became a curse for us in our place so that the blessing of Abraham would come on us. Come on, you need to sit out loud. You need to say it like you mean it. Sit out loud. I am the blessed of the Lord. I have the mind of Christ. I will never lose my mind. My whole life long, whole life long I, will have I will have a sound mind. A sound mind. Glory to God. God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Now there's revelation in there as to why you wouldn't have a sound mind. Because you received a spirit of fear. Fear makes you vulnerable to these things, mental problems and issues. I'm just afraid I'm losing my memory. Then you probably are. Are y'all with me, friend? I'm afraid 
about getting older. That what happened to so and so will happen to me. Well then you're, you're vulnerable to it. Because you're afraid of it. And there's a spiritual law and principle that your fears can come on you. How do you combat that? By doing just what we did right now. I said by doing just what we did right now. Ever since I learned this decades ago, I've been saying it over myself, and you couldn't beat me with a bat and get me to say something else about it. (laughs) As long as Keith Moore lives, I will be sharp. Come on, are y'all with me? I will have my full mental faculties. I have, my brother, sister, you do too if you'll receive it. I have the mind of the anointed one. I have an unction of the Holy One. And I know all things that I need to know. Is it true? I will never lose my mind. Never. Now, if you believe that strong and affirm it every time it comes up to you and don't give one place to fear, then you'll be safe. You'll be safe. But if you secretly harbor dread and fears... The door's open. No. God didn't give me the spirit of fear. And if it didn't come from God. I got no business with it. I don't have to take it. I'm not going to take it. Why should I have to fear about getting older? Fear about my mental state. Well what makes you any better than anybody else? It's not about being better. It's about believing God. It's not about what I'm going to do. It's about what I believe he's going to do. Is that right? Take care of me. Without him, I'd be a basket case for sure. But I'm not without him. And he's in me. And in him, I can do all things. I can make it through my whole life. Strong and bright and sharp. Hmm? You ought to say it one more time. Not the last time, but right now one more time. <laughs> I'm, redeemed I'm redeemed from being crazed, from losing my mind, from being distracted. That's the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. I have the mind of Christ, the anointed one. I will never. Lose my mind. I will never lose my mind. Now, now, there's a lot of church-going people. They will not talk like that. They'll look at you and go, "Who do you think you are? I mean, you just don't know. Maybe it's God's will. Maybe it's God's will for me to lose my mind. No way. No how. No sir. No ma'am. Mm-mm. No. Listen to if this sounds familiar. A thousand may fall at this side and 10,000 on this side, but it won't touch me. It won't happen to me. Where'd that come from? Now, in the first song, that's how faith talks. Not a matter of thinking you're better than somebody else. It's a matter of being fully persuaded about what God said in his word and what Jesus has bought and paid for. Now, if you don't believe it and if you're afraid of it, it can happen to you. You're vulnerable. But I'm fully persuaded about it. How about, how about you? I'm, I'm fully persuaded. Fully. 
Boy, if we dismissed and went home right now, it'd be worth you coming to church. Is, is that right? Just to get yourself stirred up about that and get ready. In fact, you're supposed to get sharper as you get older. You're supposed to know more about God. You're supposed to be wiser and more knowledgeable. Now, your body is not, you know, when you're 85, 95, 105, it's not going to be like it was when it was 18. But it doesn't mean it can't be good working condition. But the inward man is not the outward man. Your inward man is not aging at all. It's being renewed day by day. I'm not getting slower mentally. I'm getting faster, sharper. I might be a little slower physically than when I was 16, but mentally and spiritually, I'm much faster. I'm much stronger. The outward man perishing, but the inward man is renewed day by day, which that helps you look forward to getting older. Know more about God. Voice of God's clearer to you. Your faith is stronger. You're not asking questions about some of these things. You got the answers to them. You're clear. Thank you, Lord. How did we get off into that? (laughs) Where were we? Luke 6. Yeah, yeah. Go with me to Proverbs 4 then. (laughs) Proverbs 4 and 10. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thought I heard a pop right then. Thought I heard a pop. Let us know. uh, Give glory to God. You know, whether it's after the service or weekend or whenever or online, let us know. It'll encourage other people. Proverbs 4.10, he said, hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and what? The years of your life shall be many. Now, if you want many years, what's the thing you need to be focusing on? Not just I want to live a long time, but what? I need to hear what he said. The key to me living a long time is me hearing what it not. And that doesn't just mean the words bouncing off your eardrums. Right. has to do with heeding them, receiving them, and doing them. Yes. Verse 11. Well, verse uh, 13. Let's skip down to there. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is your life. Let's skip down to verse 18 then. The path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more into the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them, my words, my sayings, not depart from your eyes. Keep them, my words, my sayings, in the midst of your heart. Keep them where? Keep them. Why would he need to tell you to keep them in the midst of your heart? Why would that be necessary? To keep them in the midst of your heart. These things are very real. Spiritual things are not imaginary. They're real. 
Jesus talked about what we call the parable of the seed or the parable of the sower, that the sower sows the word. And then he mentioned four types of ground that the word was sown on. And we understand that these four types of ground represent four types of heart in individuals. So in this analogy, the heart is the ground and the seed is the word. Well, at first, the wayside ground, the word, the seed, didn't even get in the ground. It didn't get in the midst of the heart. And the enemy came and stole it away. They heard it, but they didn't understand it, and they didn't receive it, and they didn't keep it. And the other one, the stony ground, it got in the ground. The word got in the heart. But it was a shallow reception. And it didn't have much depth or much earth and little root. And when the pressure came and the heat came and the persecution came, it didn't have the roots. It didn't have the sustenance from below and it withered. And it didn't make it. And then the other one, the word was choked out by other things. But only with the good ground. Did it receive? Hallelujah. And Luke says not that in a good and honest heart they kept it. Everybody say kept it. Kept it. Well, you know in the natural, you can plant a seed in the ground, but if something digs it up or somebody plowed it up, something caught, washed it up, you're not going to get a harvest. That seed has got to get in the ground. And help me out, saints. That seed also has to what? It has to stay. Somebody say stay. It has to stay in the ground. If you're going to get a harvest. If it's a healing word and you're going to get a healing harvest, that healing word's got to stay in the midst of your heart. Why would he say that? Because there's any number of ways to lose it. And to let it get out and let it be taken away from you. The enemy will try to put other stuff into you. Weeds. Thorns, brambles, junk that will choke it out. But what did he say? My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Now, this is not going to a service or two. Hmm? This is not hearing a good message on the healing or your finances. This is a lifestyle. This is a feeding and thinking on. These truths. In the morning. At noon. In the evening. In the nighttime when you get up for a drink of water. Come on are you listening? Day in day out. I was ministering to a lady one time there in the healing school again that had been in and out of mental institutions and uh, just had been in a bad way. And endeavoring to help her, the Lord brought to my remembrance Joshua, where he told him, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it night and day, that you may observe to do according to what's written therein. Then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. And so I began to talk to her about meditating in the Word night and day. She interrupted me. She said, you can't do that. 
Think about the word night and day. Nobody does that. You can't do that. And my first thought was the Lord wouldn't tell us to do something that you can't do. But before I was able to say that, right up out of my spirit, I didn't even think it up. I said, no, dear. I said, you're already thinking about something night and day. Just the wrong things. Are we thinking about something all the time? Sure you are. You're thinking about something all the time. It's not a matter if you can. You already are. What he's saying, instead of just thinking about anything that anybody wants to say or show on TV or tell you over the phone, think about what I said. Attend to my words. Incline your ear to what I said. Don't let it depart from your eyes. Keep it. Somebody say, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. In the midst of your heart. Then what will happen? What will happen? What will happen? Read the next verse. For they, they what? My words. What I said. They are life, not to everybody, but to those that find them. Now that's not just talking about somebody that could find a Bible. Or look up a verse. What's he talking about? Seek and you shall find. Look for healing and you'll find healing. Look for a problem and you'll find that. Look for failure. Seek for failure. Sometimes I've had people that I dealt with where healing was concerned. And they've been to four or five of the best doctors and done all all kind of tests run. And they all came back, no problem. And they said, yeah, but I know I have such and such. Well, you don't know that you have it. You believe that you have it. All the tests say you don't have it. Yeah, but I know I do. Yeah, and you keep looking for it like that. Seek and you shall find. Well, I know I got, I'm not saying you don't have symptoms, but do you want to find that or do you want to find healing? I mean, it ain't going to be much comfort to you to say I told you so (laughs) when your life is cut short, right? No. Quit looking for the problem even though it's slapping you in the face. Even though the symptoms and the feelings and everything else is there. Look for what you want to find. There's people that read the Bible looking for judgment. And the parts they get excited about is, whoa, whoa, whoa unto you. Well, woe is in there. But if you just read right over 150 blessings and don't even notice them until you get to the whoa part. Whoa, judgment's coming. Well, yeah, but that's not all the Bible's about. Huh? Yeah, but the curse and the judgment. Yeah, but who is that for? Who is that coming on? Everyone indiscriminately? Or have we been delivered? From the wrath to come. I know everybody don't believe that. It makes me happy when I think about it. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. From the wrath to come. I'm not getting ready for destruction. I'm getting ready for departure. (laughs) And to glory. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Well, you're wrong. Well, we'll find out now, won't we? It's going to happen correctly whether you believe it that way or not. There's some things ain't going to make no difference about how you believe. And other things do. Like what kind of life you're having right here. Right now. Ask the part you want to get a hold of so that you're not cut short. And so that we are the witness that we can and should be. Right? And so that people looking at us, we want to be one of us. They'll go, you get to go to heaven and all your bills paid and live good and have peace and have victory and get healed too and get thrilled full of spirit. Yeah. And much more. Come on, join the party. But when they see you defeated and discouraged and beat, doesn't make them want to be a Christian. They already feel that way. No, no. What do you say, my son? Look at it again. Attend to my words. Why would he say that? Because there are many voices out here in this world. And all of them saying something. Hmm? Many voices. Many voices. And a number of them is the enemy. And he's very subtle. He's not going to come to your front door in a red suit and horns and a pitchfork. Oh, no, no. He might come as an angel. Transformed himself as an angel of God. He's not going to come as the devil. He might come, you know, as a preacher or as a brother. It's getting quiet in here. (laughs) And how would you know it's him? Because it's going to be death in it. And it's going to rob your faith. It's going to try to take away your vision and your excitement and your peace and your joy. Hmm? It's going to try to get you to back off and not believe for that miracle. And just try to accept destruction and something being stolen from you. It's the enemy. If it's stealing, if it's killing, if it's destroying, it's not God. Don't you hear that? Don't you hear that voice? The prophet said, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? They go together. Who? What is the arm of the Lord? The power of God. Who gets to see manifestations of miracle working power? Those that don't listen to all these naysayers. Those that listen to his report and his word. Hallelujah. And don't just hear it a time or two for five minutes, but keep it in front of your eyes and keep it in the midst of your heart. Day in, day out, week after week, month after month, until that seed has time to put roots down and to spring up out and first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn miracle. Do you believe it, saints? You know, we've had more and more people get houses and lands in the churches. That's popping too. It is. You might know what I'm talking about? Just this past, I don't know, year, year and a half, how many has got a house or a better house 
a place that raise your hand. You got a house, you got a better house. Look at that. Just in the last year and a half, hands all over the place. And the thing, I was talking to Phyllis about it the other, a few days ago, I see it clearer and clearer. We've been saying we're getting our houses, our buildings, our lands. We've been saying that for what, a dozen years or so? And the Lord pointed out to me, he said a number of the people, when they first started out saying that, they didn't even believe it. They just said it because everybody else was saying it. In fact, in the beginning, they didn't say it. But, you know, when you do things year after year after year, it gives people time to warm up to the idea. <laughs> so after hearing it, for 85 weeks. Some people begin to think. Well. Everybody else is saying. Okay. I'm getting my houses. I'm getting my lands. I'm getting my buildings. Okay. Okay. And there was hardly any faith in it. But a little seed began to get in. Come on. Can you see this? And by another year. Everybody say year. Another year. Now they're saying it. Even with a little twinkle in their eye. Getting my houses. Getting my houses. It's just something we say. (laughs) Why y'all say that? That's us. That's what we do. And after another three years. Somebody say three years. Three years. They just got a little, little bit of a punch to it when they say it. I'm getting my houses. Getting my houses. I am getting my houses. And after 10 years, it came on them. I said it came on them. See, these things just don't happen overnight. They don't just all happen in two weeks for a number of reasons. We already talked about one of them during the offering. If house is too important to you, you got to die to it some for the Lord to add it to you. But then not only that, one of the biggest things is Many times people are slow to believe. They're slow to get on board. Slow. And they don't mean to be doing it maliciously, but they just stand around and watch other people and go, well, without saying it, they're going, that's all right for y'all. But, I, you know, I'm not really into that. But you're not, you're not into a nice house. <laughs> you're different than most folks. They don't believe it yet. So they, they didn't let that seed in. I ache for believers. There, there are a lot of good people, good-hearted people that fight the so-called prosperity message, abundance, message of abundance. They fight it. They think they don't like it. They find fault with people like us, especially if you dare say something like believing for an airplane or something like that. Oh, oh. And um, it hurts my heart when I hear it. Because they're not going to stop us. Nope. Not even going to slow us down. But they're going to miss out. Because if you judge our church, you judge us unworthy of something that nice. You just judge yourself unworthy of it. If it's wrong for us to have something nice, it's wrong for you to have something nice. Or otherwise you're just a hypocrite. Right? And people are just denying themselves and depriving themselves uselessly and they will do without things 
and get, leave this life and get to glory. And for the first several years, just every once in a while, they'll, you'll hear, oh, you mean I could have. And we could have had. And, I, and the Lord will say, I told you. I told you. But forget all about it. Here, come here. Let me dry your tear. <laughs> Didn't the Bible say you dry the tears? Nothing going to hold us back. But why miss out on being blessed? And the greatest thing about being blessed, more blessed, is that you can be a greater blessing to others and do more. That's why the enemy fights it so hard. He wants to curtail your ability. No, but not you. You're not fighting against the seed of the Word of God. You let the seed in and you let it get planted and you nurture it and you hold on to it and you keep it until it brings forth fruit. 30, 60, 100 fold. Now in this time and in the world to come. Eternal life. Can you say, I believe it? I believe it. I believe it. Now keep reading here. He said, uh, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them, and health, for the margin says, medicine to all their flesh. Well, how does medicine work? Most medicine works progressively. It assists your body or your system or your immune system or something in some way, and you take it over a period of time, and, and it aids it's medicine. Words are life to those that find them and health are medicine to all their flesh. And again, he says this, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. He had just said this, his words are life, but he's in us. Is that true? Healing power from God Healing our body can actually come out of the middle of us. It's not coming from us as a source. It's coming from him, but he's in us. Is it true, friends? In our heart. So keep your heart with all diligence. Now this word diligence will remind you of... Being sober and watchful and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, he's going about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Why should you have to be on the watch? He wants to steal the word out of you. He wants to put seeds of fear in you. Can you see this? And you and I need to be very protective of our hearts. Of what we believe. Does it matter what we believe? It matters about everything in your life. It's life and death. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Keep reading. Put away from you a froward mouth. And perverse lips put far from you. Now when you hear perverse. That tells people a very limited concept of what that means froward would have to do with that which is pushing back against 
God and perverse is that which is twisted and would include evil things. But evil covers a lot more ground than the religious concept of it. The Bible said those ten spies that went into Canaan land came back and brought up an evil report. Well, they weren't cussing. What did they say? Uh, what is it? It's uh, numbers, isn't it? Numbers 13, yeah, about 1330. Numbers 1330. Let's look at exactly what the Bible calls an evil report. When they came back and they brought the bad report, Caleb stilled the people before Moses and he said, let's go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. Did it look like that in the natural? No, but this is how faith talks. And was God able to use them and overcome them? It happened in the next generation, didn't it? So you couldn't say they weren't able because they were. The next generation did it. Verse 31, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they what? Brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. We saw the giants, sons of Anak there. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Now, was all of that a lie looking at it from the natural? Were they big? Were the walls huge? Did they look and seem impenetrable? And if you were just looking from a military standpoint, can this little, you know, relatively compared to all these nations, bunch of former slaves take on these giants with all these iron chariots and weaponry and walled cities, it would look like what they're saying was accurate. Hmm? And yet the Bible calls it a what? Evil report. Why? Because it contradicts God's report. He didn't say it's a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. He said it's a land that flows with milk and honey. It's the best of lands. I picked it out for you personally. Why am I saying this? Oh, you got to watch. You got to watch, friends. The devil is very subtle. I've got a bad report. My kidneys are working, you know, 20% less than they were. And I got this and I got that and I can't do this and I'm not able to do it. And what they were saying, we're not able. We can't. Is that what the Lord told you? That you're not able. Those are froward mouth and perverse words. Most people wouldn't recognize it. Because it just because the whole world talks this way. It just sounds, well, I'm just saying what it is. Yeah, but the Lord said something. He said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So when you lay back and say, I can't and there's no way, God calls that evil. You're speaking evil. 
And when you let that in your heart, it can choke out what he said. Did they let these words, that's why it was so evil. Did they let the words that these ten spies brought back overwhelm and choke out what God had told them? That's evil. I said, that's evil. In essence, God said, God who had done all these miracles and brought them out with a mighty hand and said, I've found a land for you. I've given it to you. Go up and possess it. I'll be with you. You can do it. And basically they said, no, none of that's right. None of that's true. This is true. It's a land that will eat you up and spit you out. Talking on belief, yielding to fear, letting these things in your heart and in your mind spell defeat. You have to be vigilant. You have to be diligent. And even though the report may be true, the feeling may be there, you cannot talk it. I said you cannot talk it. Last week in the Greater Faith Conference, we got into talking about Abraham. How was he so great in faith? And how did he wax strong in faith? He considered not his own body. Now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. But he grew strong in faith. How? You cannot be strong in faith looking at how you feel. Talking about the test. Talking about who died with this and what happened over it. You cannot. Faith will leave you. The seed will be pushed out. You got to protect your heart. Anything that remotely is going to suggest that God's word and God's will is not yours and not coming to pass. You got to jump up. Come on on both of your feet and say get out of here. No, no, no. This is all I'm listening to. This is all I'm saying. Keep it. Keep what he said. What he said. With long life. I'll satisfy you. And show you my salvation. I took your infirmities. I bore your sicknesses. I carried your pains. Nothing is impossible with me. Nothing is impossible when you believe me. You can do this. That's, you got to be so selective, that's all you let yourself think about. Yes. Now, not everybody will understand that. But they'll shout with you with the victory. But if you listen to them, you won't have a victory. Hmm? I had some folks in our life when we first started in ministry try to tell me not to do what God was telling us to do. They meant well. They were sincere. They were sincerely wrong. <laughs> they did. They did their best to talk me out, talk Phyllis and I out, out of obeying God, out of doing what the Lord told us to do. And some of these same folks, 20 years later, come around and go, oh boy, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. Oh, God sure bless you. And I, oh, I had to bite my lip to keep from saying, if I'd listened to you, I wouldn't have. <laughs> and the same thing is true. Whether it's getting your bills paid, Are your body healed? Well-meaning people will want to say things and do things. They just, they don't know what they're saying. They don't understand it. But you cannot afford to entertain these thoughts and talk about it and look about it. What do you got to do? 
Guard your heart. Somebody say, guard your heart. Guard your, guard your heart. There's a lot of things you don't need to see. You don't need to read. You don't need to hear. Come on, are y'all with me, saints? There's a whole bunch of things you just do. It's dangerous. Most of the world doesn't see it as dangerous. But it is. If it gets in your heart, it affects your believing. It's going to affect your life. It's going to affect the outcome. Keep reading. He said, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Put away from you a froward mouth. Have a submissive mouth to God. Whatever he says, that's what I say. Right? Submit your mouth to your God. If he says I'm living, I'm living. Right? If he says I'm strong, I'm strong. If he says I can do it, I can do it. Submit your mouth. Don't have a froward mouth. And perverse lips put far from you. Let your eyes look right on. Somebody say right on. And let your eyelids look straight before you. Reminds me of looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of your faith. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be turning to Matthew 14, please. We're going to read a couple of scriptures and then we'll, we'll turn over there. Proverbs 14.30 repeats the same idea we've been looking at. What does it say? A sound heart is the life of the flesh. Out of your heart are the issues of life. So if it affects your heart, it affects your life in the condition of your flesh. But envy the rottenness of the bones. Now, if there's rottenness in your bones, there would be a Latin name for the diagnosis. There wouldn't be this, but it'd be the same thing. And the point is, if it affects your heart, it affects your body. It affects your mind, too. If it affects your heart. Keep your heart. When he's talking about his words are life to those that find them and health or medicine to all their flesh, he immediately says, keep your heart. Watch it about your heart. Guard your heart. One translation says, above all that you guard and keep. Keep your heart. Why? Well, with the heart you believe, with the heart you fear, with the heart you love, with the heart you hate, and you can get, be getting the best medical care in the country, but if your heart's full of resentment and anger and envy and fear, it's blocking off the flow of life out of your heart. Can you see this, saints? And the Bible talks about soundness, sound words, sound doctrine, sound heart, and sound flesh. So when people came in need to Jesus' ministry, what they come to do? 
To hear him and what? Well, what are they hearing? Are they hearing sound words? Are they hearing sound doctrine? Does that help them to have a sound heart? And what flows out of that sound heart? Soundness of flesh. Soundness. But the earth is full of perverseness and distortion, anger, resentment, envy. These are things we don't want in our heart. Any degree, any part. If we need to repent, if we need to forgive, if we need to forget, if we need to go forward, put the past behind. I think folks haven't realized when they're holding grudge and angry and upset and all these other things, they're hurting themselves worse than they're hurting anybody else. A lot of these people are so mad at, go for weeks and don't even think about them. But they are getting chewed up on the inside and the flow of life is being cut off. Somebody say, by the grace of God, not me and not anymore. Hallelujah. You can forgive. You can release. You can love by faith. And let that stream flow. Let that that river flow. Out of his belly will flow. Rivers. Rivers of living water. The devil wants to dam up the rivers. With all kind of luggage from the past. And junk. We need to be clear hearted. Clear conscious. Sound heart, sound mind, and sound in body. And it doesn't begin there. It begins with these wonderful words. Hallelujah. Of perfect soundness and wholeness coming to us from the Master by the Spirit. Anointed words that soothe our soul and restore our soul. Come on, do you believe it? Will that inner thing, will that affect the outer? It does. It does. It does. A sound heart is the life of the flesh. But envy is the rottenness of the bones. Proverbs 15.4. 15.4 says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein, in what? In the tongue. There is a breach in the spirit. A breach. Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb. Sweet to the soul and health to the bones. If your finances are in a bad shape, you need to hear some words from heaven. Is that right? Fix your inside first, then outside. If your marriage is a mess and your family is a mess, well, you need to hear some words from heaven. How are you going to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers? What's sweet to your soul? Pleasant words. Good words. Hallelujah. Just like you eat something, food that's really, really good. Oh, the word of God is better than that. And when you eat his words... Oh, they are lip-smacking good. And then some, they soothe you. Oh, come on, has anybody experienced this? Hearing God speaking to you. 
We were made by these words. Should be no surprise that the same thing that made us and made this whole planet and this whole universe can change us and fix us. The master looked at people in his earthly walk. He said, be made whole. Rise and walk. Be loosed. Did those words do anything to them? They went down inside them. They went up and down them. They went through them. And they were loosed. Hallelujah. Not just from natural things, but first of all, spiritual things. They were loosed from the spiritual things that were affecting the natural. And the inside was loosed. And the outside was loosed. And the inside was restored. And the outside was made whole. And it came through words. Powerful, anointed words. Words. Hallelujah. He's speaking to us tonight. Pleasant words, good words. What are they? Come on, they are like a honeycomb. Well, back then, you couldn't find a Snickers bar. So honeycomb was about as sweet as it got. And still, the best, right? And it's what is sweet, not just to the palate, to the soul. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the word comes forth. The word of life and liberty. And the anointing of the word flows over and pours over the soul. And comforts the heart. And soothes the soul and brings peace to the mind and quickens and makes full of life every time. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I receive the anointed words of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. His word is healing me. His word makes me whole. His word gives me peace. His word gives me strength. Say it out loud like Mary did of old. Say it out loud. Be it unto me. According to your words. I receive. Your anointed words. Your healing words. Your liberating words. I receive them. Into my heart. And I will keep them. And not let them go. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I thought I heard another pop or three. I'm telling you. It's happening. It's happening. Matthew 14. Matthew 14. We looked at this. Prior to this part of the series, but let's look at it again. Matthew 14 and let's see, 22. This is the account of Jesus when he walked on the water. In Matthew 14, Jesus had told them to get in the boat and go over to the other side. And he stayed back and uh, prayed. Verse 22, 
Jesus constrained his disciples. He didn't give them a choice. He constrained them, told them to do it, charged them to get in the ship and go before him to the other side when he sent the multitudes away. Now, it's very important that we listen carefully to what the Lord tells us. Very important. Because his words are the foundation of our faith. And it's how you fight the good fight of faith and overcome every trick and temptation of the enemy. How did Jesus resist the devil in the wilderness? It is written. It is written. It is also written. Anything else? You're not solid. You're capable of being moved. Tricked. And what did he tell them? Boys, I want you to go and go now. Go get in the ship. And go before me to the other side. That's victory words. Huh? If the Lord says get in the boat and go to the other side. What's the will of God? To go to the other side. Huh? Don't make this more complicated than it has to be. What's the will of God? So that no matter what happens. There is no way. It's God's will for us to get halfway and drown. (laughs) This is what happened to Abraham. When he told him take your son. Your only son. Go up on the mountain and offer him to me. Hebrews tells us that the way he resolved that. And was able to commit to do that. Is because God had told him. In Isaac. Will your seed be. And so he concluded. Well if I kill him. God will have to raise him from the dead. He can't just die and stay dead. Because God has already said. It it was the foundation of him having faith for the resurrection. Amazing. And when Paul was in the midst of that boat in a hurricane, typhoon, they've thrown everything overboard. All hope that they should be saved, there was any chance of making it out of this, was long gone days ago. Everybody figures they're dead. But He comes up later after prayer and after visitation from God. And he said, be a good cheer. (laughs) You got to help yourself get the picture of that. He had to yell for them to even hear him. Waves are crashing over the side of the ship. Everybody's thrown up till they can't throw up anymore. And what does he say? Cheer up, fellas. Uh (laughs) Nobody's going to die. Say what? Say what? Because the God whose I am and whom I serve, an angel of his has appeared to me and told me, Paul, you've got to appear before Caesar in Rome. You got to get there. So boys, we ain't dying out here because I have an appointment in Rome I got to keep. Come on, can you see this? I can't die out here. I can't. God done told me about my appointment. Oh, come on, can you see this? Yes. So when the Lord says, get in the boat and go to the other side, you got to make up your mind. That's what's going to happen. Yep. And you got to be prepared. You're going to run into some things that's going to look like it's not going to happen, but you must have made up your heart and mind and be fully persuaded. This is what's going to happen. Yes. This is what's going to happen. 
So they did. He went to pray. Verse 24, the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. Will you ever encounter any contrary stuff in this life? Oh, buddy. Even if you're doing exactly what the Lord told you to do. Doing exactly what the Lord told them to do, they ran into the worst storm they'd ever been in. Boy, did we miss it? Nope. You didn't. It's just the enemy trying to stop you. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. So here it is, 4.30 in the morning, pitch black, clouds and storm, wind and waves, and they see something looks like a man. And they were troubled. They said, it's a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Straightway Jesus spoke to them and said, be of good cheer. It's me. Don't be afraid. Peter said, if, Lord, if it is you, bid me come to you on the water. This is an indication of the time they have already spent with the master. I believe a year or two before this, he wouldn't have said that. But they've been around him. I said they've been around him. Yes. Just a few pages later here in the book of Acts, you're going to see them saying the same thing he did. Rise and walk in the name of Jesus. Yes. And you're going to see the leaders saying, took notice, they had been with Jesus. Yes. You're going to learn, being around him, you learn how to think like he thinks. Believe what he believes. Speak like he speaks. Do what he does. That's what it means to be a Christian. A disciple of his, follower of his. If that's you, tell me to come. And the Lord said, What did he say? What did he say? My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Tell me the rest of it. Tell me. Don't let them what? Depart from your eyes. And what? Keep them. In the midst of your heart. Because their life. To those that find them. And we could say and keep them. And health and medicine. To all their flesh. Guard your heart. With all diligence. And above all that you guard and keep. For out of it are the issues of life. Why would you need to say that? I mean you see it so clearly right here. Peter. Came out of the ship. He's walking on the water to go to Jesus. Did he hear the word Jesus said to him, come? Huh? Did he incline his ear to it? Did he believe it? Did he? Has he got in front of his eyes? And he acts on it. We know he believes it because he acts on it. No question about if he believes it. He never stepped out of the boat. He believes it. And he is doing the miraculous. The power of God is manifesting under his feet. Hallelujah. Whatever it takes to do it. But. Everybody say but. But But what? When he saw the wind boisterous. How did he see it? How did he see it? Can he look at Jesus 
and look at the wind at the same time. You, you can't. Is he keeping that word come in the midst of his heart? Uh-uh. No. He let that word get away from his eyes, away from his thinking, and now slipping out of his heart. And his faith is waning. And when his faith is waning, what happens? He starts sinking. No faith, no power. Can you see this, friend? He saw the wind. And he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And oh, thank the Lord for his mercy. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, thou of little faith, why'd you doubt? In other words, I wanted you to come with me the rest of the way. I wanted you to, let's finish this thing together. You were doing so good. Why Why'd you doubt means you did not have to doubt. Right. You did not have to doubt. Right. Now it may not be physically walking on the water. But if you're going to have a miracle in God. It's the same thing. Yes. You are going to be walking on the water. You're going to be doing what people will say can't happen. Right. Can't be done. Yeah. And the challenge is this. You may be doing good. Maybe doing good three days in a row. But then something will come and tell you it's not working. Look at the wind. Here is where you're made or broken. Are y'all with me, friends? Here is where it's lost or won. Can you afford to look at the wind? Can you afford to think about the contrary things? You cannot afford to look at it for a minute. You got to keep telling yourself it's going to splash up against you. It's going to blow against you. It's going to yell and scream in your ears. And you got to go, uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is happening. No, you're not. No, the tests say this. You feel the pain? You see this? Shut up. Shut up. I am doing it. It's happening. Glory to God. The word of the Lord is in me. It's in my heart. It's in my mind. It's life to me. It's medicine to my flesh. Feel this. Look at this. No. No. Hmm? You're going to lose everything you got. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But you can't look at this. You can't look at this. You can't look down. I said you can't look down. You can't look to the left or to the right. Wasn't this what he's talking about in Proverbs 4? Keep your eye, keep straight on. Don't look to the left or the right. No, no. I've given, and it'll be given back to me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. My God shall supply all my need. Do you have to keep these words, keep these thoughts, keep these truths in front of your eyes? All the time, not just while service is going on. All the time. Oh, I'm so excited because miracles are going on in our midst. Some great miracles. Oh, hallelujah. Just in our meeting back last week, we had two minister friends of ours in the meeting sitting there on the front row and the second row and third row. These people shouting, according to medical science, they should have been dead months ago. Not only are they not dead, they're healed. Hallelujah. And they're, oh, glory to God. Glory to God. It is so wonderful. 
And that's what they did. That's what they did. They just would not believe the other. And they wouldn't focus on the other. And they wouldn't talk. We're not saying it's not there. It is there. But there's something greater. I said there's something greater. There's something more powerful. You're not fighting the symptoms. You're not fighting the feelings. You're not fighting a doctor. You're not fighting a report. What are you fighting? You're fighting fear. You're fighting anything trying to get you to look away. And doubt. And you know, let your eyes depart. And let that word get out of your heart. And out of your mind. And out of your mouth. Somebody say no. No. Nope. No. Hallelujah. I've received this word. It will not depart. Come on, put your arms up here. It will not depart. Out of the midst of my heart. It won't leave my eyes. Or my heart. My mouth. My mind. Be it unto me. According to your word. It is unto me. According to your word. Glory to God. You cannot talk. You cannot talk about the symptoms. You cannot talk about a bad report. You cannot talk about the disease. Are y'all with me now? You cannot talk about it. And think on it. It's like looking at the wind. Was the wind real? Yeah, it's real. Are the waves real? Yeah, they're real. But see, it was totally illogical. How does this keep you from walking on the water? He couldn't walk on the water if it's perfectly smooth. And the wind's calm. And no way. It's got nothing to do with it. But that's how fear is. Fear is completely irrational. And the only solution is don't let it in. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You got to get like a big old bulldog with a juicy bone. Is that right? That big bulldog is convinced of two things. One, this is a good bone. Tell me the other one. Come on. This is my, this is my bone. My good bone. And he's not going to let depart out of the midst of his mouth. Is that right? He's going to keep it in front of him. <laughs> and that's how you got to be. That's how I must be to see all that God has planned in our life. Can you say amen? Stand on your feet, everybody. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just put our eyes and our mind on him. Let's focus on him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.